everybody welcome back to we are the batman i'm mike and this is matthew all right today we're doing some kind of fun uh we're gonna we've been uh blessed with many dc animated features over the years uh batman or dc adjacent whatever you want to call it uh we thought we, we, we and we've rated them on this show i think it would we thought it would be fun to uh pitch our own like let's pick a let's pick a batman comic book run that hasn't been uh touched on or adapted yet and let's let's pitch an a uh an animated movie about it and pitch some of the casting as well before we get into that let's do a, a fun new segment we started doing which is called uh what are we watching uh we are recording this on thursday june 29th at this time uh matt what are you watching right now i watched um the behind the scenes making of the mandalorian season three which is really really cool nice um i as as much as those shows are touch and go the behind the scenes stuff is fin is phenomenal um, yeah. I really have a lot of fun watching that. Um, started watching Secret Invasion. I'm only, I've only watched the pilot. I'm still I'm gonna give it two more, and then either it's gonna go on the the shelf with Obi Wan or I'm gonna enjoy it and we're gonna watch it all the way through. Um, and then I did something really random. Um, I don't know if I've ever talked about the podcast on here, but there is a podcast called Wizard and the Bruiser that I really enjoy listening to. Their Black Adam episode had me dying. Yeah. But they did a Ralph Bakshi episode and oh. they talked about, you know, the, the original because I don't know if you know, but they, you know, Rankin and Bass did The Hobbit yeah. and then they inexplicably do Return of the King. Yeah. And the reason why they do that is that Ralph Bakshi actually did a Lord of the Rings movie that yeah. was Fellowship of the Ring and the Two Towers. But because it didn't do well, they didn't let him finish it. So they go yeah. back to Rankin and Bass. So those I watched are, those, those old like the rotoscope ones, right? Where they yes. animated over the live action and it looked weird. <laughs> Well, it was kind of funny because it was like I haven't watched it probably in forty years. I know. Um, I think I think I saw. I don't think I've ever watched one of those all the way through. I've seen them here and there, and especially when the when the lot when the Peter Jackson movies came out, I think one of the channels on TV was showing them like in a weekend marathon or something. Yeah. And, um, they're just they're a little too dated for me. <laughs> it well, it was interesting because I think now watching it and going like, is that? Um, John Hurt <laughs> voicing is. Aragorn. Okay, yes, is. <laughs> is that C three PO is Legolas? Like it's just like these weird. But honestly, it was really good. Like it's completely different. Yeah, from the Rankin and Bass. Wildly, yeah. It is honestly more accurate to the books than the Peter Jackson. Oh yeah, absolutely. They were trying but, to recreate the books, basically, yeah. with those. But they also do skip a lot of stuff. <laughs> as they should. Because as somebody yeah. who's read those books, as much as I appreciate the world building and the overall like story of it all, they're so boring. Yes, yes. <laughs> but no, it was it was interesting to watch. I would almost suggest, like, hey, if you guys haven't seen it or you haven't checked it out, like, is it action-packed and great and awesome? No. But it's just a very interesting kind of dip in this like this is what animation was like and some of it like now watching it and thinking of stuff like the volume or thinking about yeah. how we do things i'm like like as, as weird as it sounds like i could make this animated movie you know some yeah. of the stylistic choices are very interesting so it was fun to watch and luckily i was the only one into it so my kids sat there quietly while the movie was playing you know ha 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So the DVD's here in my office. I'm going to finish it today. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I think, I, I, like I said, I, I know I watched a little bit of each of those like in when I was in college or something like that. Cause I mean, obviously they're, they're before my time, but um, yeah, just it's, 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 it, they're great little time capsules as far as like enjoyment watching them. Not much. Uh, I love the Rankin and Bass Hobbit. I really? love that one. I love it so much, but it is so folklore seventies music. Yeah. And then the return of the King one's kind of bad. But I heard that it, one's kind of bad. Because I love, I love, I love, I love Ralph Bakshi mostly because of like you know Cool World because he's yeah. he is he is a guy who is out of his mind. He yes. is that shit crazy, and he knows yes. it, and he leans into it. Yes. So, and now yes. that I'm saying Cool World is a good movie, uh, but no, it's because it's not. It is not a good movie. Yeah. Which is but crazy. Not- it's crazy when you think about the the fact that Cool World came out after Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and it's like, wow, you guys missed hard. <laughs> Yeah, and it's always funny to go like, "Oh, that's Brad Pitt." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I too have been watching Secret Invasion. I'm I've watched both episodes. Episode I I liked episode one. I loved episode two. Okay. Episode two pulls no punches. It nice. It's oof, and and to me, I like this is everything i loved about winter soldier and civil war the kind of like political intrigue spy thriller stuff and it's just that like none of the super like yeah you got the scrolls but really like none of the superhero stuff this is a show that you know there's not going to be a huge cgi fight at the end because it can't yeah um and also like the fact that you've got um sam jackson and ben mendelson as kind of your two leads in this show like there's a moment in episode two where they just let these two powerhouse actors just powerhouse act against each other for like three minutes. And it's incredible. So I'm really into the show right now. Um, other than that, uh, I've been, been doing a lot of stuff around the house and I haven't been home a lot when I, because just because it's, it's busy comedy season right now. So most of what I've had on at the house has been like, my go-to background shows so like i've had american dad playing on hulu because it's awesome um as well as big mouth on netflix probably the the raunchiest (laughs) animated show ever made but it makes me laugh nonstop every time i watch it um if you are of if you are of the correct age and able to watch big mouth and have a high constitution i highly recommend it um it's also just great voice acting but yeah i just i haven't been around a whole heck of a lot to watch stuff um i'm i was gonna try and go see the new indiana jones this weekend uh because it's not out yet at the time we're recording this but um i I don't have enough time this weekend so we'll see um but yeah it's it's been um not watching a whole heck of a lot i've been i oh i did finish re-watching the uh, Superman animated series. Uh, oh, nice! From when they did, from when it dropped on WB, and when they redid the Bruce Tim stuff. Um, here, here, here's what I'll say. Um, that show is does not hold up as well as I had hoped. <laughs> it's not bad. I just, I think because I watched it when it first aired as a kid, I had fonder memories of it. 
um, yeah. watching it, it like compared to like Batman the animated series, or even when they redid it and turned into the new adventures of Batman and Robin. Yeah. Um, even that I think, and also same with like the justice league cartoons, those all hold up really well. There's just something about Superman, the animated series that does not hold up super well. It's not that it's bad, but like it feels more dated and I'll say the same thing about that show that I said about the first Dick Donner movie, which is it takes it has Superman the Animated Series has a three part first episode. Yeah. It takes three episodes to get Superman. That is too long for a Saturday morning kid show. Yeah. Maybe two parts. There is no because I remember as a kid, I got so frustrated that after two episodes, I didn't have Superman. I didn't watch it again for like a couple of months <laughs> because I was like, there's no Superman in this show. And I, I was like, I was like nine. So I yeah. stopped watching it. So there's a bunch of episodes I haven't actually seen because I didn't watch them. I haven't seen the show since it originally aired. So, yeah. but yeah, it's a it's... bummer. I, I liked it, but it just, it, it wasn't as good as I remember from being a kid. Well, and I think too is that's one of those shows that it takes place in a futuristic kind of look, which was futuristic for '94 <laughs> or '95 yeah. when it came out. It's not futuristic now. Now it just kind of looks weird. And then, yeah, I didn't. I've gone back. I have the DVD of the first half of the second season or third season. I can't. What the the DVD set I have starts with World's Finest. Or ends with one. Oh, that's times, like whatever. season two. Yeah. So I have a yeah. set of that. And like those episodes are touch and go. Like there's a couple episodes that are like the one when Lois goes to the alternate world and Superman is kind of like, you know, a Nazi <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that one's a good episode. But there's also weird ones where you're like, you have this episode that's really cool. And then you have the weird monkey episode. And then we go back to the really cool. You're like, what is what is happening? Um, yeah. I do like that. My understanding is Tim Daly had to fight to be Bizarro. That they because usually it's they usually it's two different actors, and he is the first voice actor to be both. And I was like, that makes sense. But the, especially when you watch the way they do it. But yeah, it's yeah. okay. It's it's fine. Like it's I haven't watched There's, the entire of it. There are some episodes that are like there's an episode where um basically they make it out like Clark Kent was killed mm -hmm. and there's a guy mm -hmm. on death row for it. That episode I remember really liking as a kid. That episode still slaps. Oh yes, and then he's in the the gas chamber and he does the whole wait a minute. Clark Kent is Superman. <laughs> I even remember thinking as a kid how messed up that episode was cuz it's like I just watched a guy get the gas chamber on a saturday morning cartoon <laughs> a, a yeah. superman saturday morning cartoon so yeah it's, it's, no the other one was what was that the one episode where dark side tries to invade and they kick him back and he's like you know enjoy your victory and did he just like vaporizes turpin <laughs> yeah just kills detective turpin again i think it was the first time i'd ever seen somebody die on tv especially in a cartoon i remember as a kid that shook me so yeah. Yeah, the, the show's good. It just doesn't hold up as well as I would have hoped. Um, yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, so that's everything that we're watching. Uh, let's let's get into let's get into what we're doing here. So we're gonna 
we're going to each pitch a Batman uh, story arc from the comics that we would like to see turned into an animated flick. We've already, in previous episodes, we've covered like what our top five's uh, favorite and least favorite are. Go back and check out those episodes after you're done with this one. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to pitch the movie we want to see, and we're going to pitch some of the cast. So, uh, Matt, I'm going to have you go first, because uh, I think this was your idea anyway. Uh, so what? let's start with which uh, which story arc are you pitching and why? You know, it's it's one I still can't believe they haven't done. I think we've talked about it several times. It's Batman the Cult. Um, yeah, that's not, I'm not surprised you're doing this one at all. Yeah. No, th- this is one of my favorite books. And it's kind of weird. I've said it before. Um, the thing of it is that this is mid late 80s, maybe early 90s that this book comes out. And unlike it seems like every other story arc now, this is the first time you ever see Batman broken. Yeah. Up until this point, he has been unstoppable. He has been amazing. Um, you know, just all the coolness. And it's it was uh, <clears throat> it was written by Jim Starlin, who, you know, famously goes on to do Infinity War and all that stuff. Yeah. And Bernie Wrightson, who is a fantastic artist who does some of the weirdest, creepiest, like creature stuff. Um, if you ever want to look at some really crazy stuff, he's got like a drawing of a like a zombie going towards somebody and the guy's trying to push a zombie away, but because he's so decayed, his arm is just going through the body. It's great. Anyway. Um, and it's the storyline itself is that Batman, while he's trying to save somebody, he doesn't realize the person he is saving as part of this cult. And he gets shot Mm. like almost shot. He gets shot in the head enough that it knocks him out. And then this guy takes him back to the cult to have him saved. And he gets, brainwashed because they use like standard brainwashing techniques. They starve him. They drug him. They torture him. He goes through all of this stuff and ends up kind of through drugging and starvation, pseudo joining this cult. And then he's able to realize he's been brainwashed, gets out of it, leaves. And during that situation, the cult takes over Gotham. So then him and Robin have to go back and face this villain and it's one of the creepiest parts in my mind is at the very end when he finally takes on uh deacon blackfire and i can i never will forget this is like you know i've never gone at a man like this before i don't go to knock him out i don't go to break anything i just hit all the parts that i know are going to be the most painful because i'm trying to break the man and it's like good night and you just see him like a full page of him just beat the hell out of this dude. Um, so it, I really, really liked it. I think it's something you could do. I don't know if the the religious implications is what keeps them from doing this, or if it's just so weird of a story. Um, the big thing is that's kind of different with this story is it's one of the only really big graphic novels that is Jason Todd as Robin. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, which, by the way, guys, we did a whole review of, of Batman the Cult, one of the early episodes we did. So when you get a chance, go back and listen to that as well. Um, yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, we did a deep dive into it. But um, it's I really feel like this is one of those that you could. I mean, I'm not saying every direct to DVD Batman movie has to be super hard edge and violent. But like this is one of those that if you like, I don't like when they take a pre-existing. Um, 
property and make it rated R, mm -hmm. but this is one that would totally completely lean into rated R. Yeah. And also those those tend to be as far as the animated ones go, those those tend to be the ones that I think turn out the best anyway is when they is when they play them for and I realize that's kind of a, a, an edge lord thing to say like oh the dark and edgy ones are the best. When, when it comes to these DC animated ones, it seems like those are where they really shine the most. When you look at like Dark Knight Returns or uh, Under the Red Hood, the ones that are really dark, that are re those tend to be the ones where I think they take fewer creative liberties. They let the story kind of play out on its own the way it was originally written. And uh, they I just think they put more effort into them, you know obviously the, obviously the one that doesn't quite line up with that is the killing joke because of that crap at the beginning but <laughs> when you when you get to the part that's just the killing joke it plays out excellently uh, same with like long halloween where they just let the story be the story uh, you know they, they don't try to take too many liberties to make it more fun um i do think you're onto something as far as the uh yeah the religious aspect of batman the cult given the current state of things in the world i can see people having a problem with uh yeah. on, on, on either side of things so that's probably uh something that leans into why they haven't done it also it's it's kind of up there with like arkham asylum is like th like this is like dark yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yes, you could. Yes, I know. Like with like Constantine and stuff like those. Like we've done a we've done a lot of the these are the animated movies, but they're for adults. But this is one that it's like you, you can't let kids near this one at, at all. all. Yeah, but woof, I mean, there's messed up. It's unclear per se, but I'm ninety five percent sure Batman chops somebody up with an axe. Oh, I, I I am convinced Batman killed that guy. Yeah, I'm absolutely convinced Batman killed that guy. Now it's because he's drugged. He thinks it's the Joker. Yeah. He's all insane. Like they do a full number on him. This isn't just like, uh, let's put a nana in his brain and yeah. make him evil. He is, like he's he is tortured. Yeah. So it's it's really cool. But you also have those moments where you're like. At the same time, this is Batman. So when he fights some dudes and you're like, oh, yeah, when you've got Batman who is now angry, it doesn't matter how many guys are there. Yeah. <laughs> He's just going to tear through them like there's nobody's business. And kind of to your point, too, like, yeah, this is a this is a, this is one of the few like big stories that also happens to feature Jason Todd's Robin. Um who is not popular <laughs> obviously yeah. people people voted to have him axed uh not even at crowbar and, and tnt um it's uh it's just it's it's a very i, I don't know how how to phrase this it's just it's a different way it's it you've never we've never seen another another story quite like this as far as batman goes it's so unique Deacon Blackfire is such a interesting villain who who does show up in the Arkham Knight video game, but it's kind of a waste. So honestly, the less said about that, the better. But there's just there are cool things you can do with Deacon Blackfire. That Deacon Blackfire is a character I would love to see like get mixed in with the Scarecrow. Like the two of them together could could wreak some havoc. 
Now, before I get into my casting, I also think like each one of us, we talked about maybe like what is something we would change. Sure. And I think the big thing I would change, <laughs> number one, this is an easy change, is Robin's costume has been updated since the mid-90s. Yeah. Because it's really weird. Jason Todd is probably 17, 18, and he's running around in the booties, trunks version of the Robin suit. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of awkward now. Like I know back when I was a kid, that's what he wore. That's how, but as he's kind of gotten out of that costume, it's just kind of weird to see like a teenager in yeah. that outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and I honestly thought about changing the, the, the Robin, but the more I kept thinking about it, the more I'm like, no, it's like he doesn't do enough Jason Todd type things. In my opinion, that warrants you to change him to any of the Robins. Yeah. And, he really doesn't like there's not much he does like he helps Batman, but it's not like he goes off on his own adventure or whatever. So he's, I just, think, he's just there to be Robin in this story. Yeah. So I think he's perfectly fine just being the Robin here. And um, the only other thing I think I would do is that Joker isn't like you see Joker, but he's just like the manifestation of Batman's um, drug induced hallucinations. And he kills him, quote unquote, kills him. Yeah. I really feel like he needs to be there more as he's being drugged because that's like the ultimate nemesis for Batman. And I'd like to see him hallucinating more with him because with the cartoon, you're going to spend a little more time with certain things. And I think that would be the other thing I would do is have, um, have that be part of it. Uh, But, but beyond that, everything else is fine. Yeah, it's it's one of those stories. It's like it's just I don't know. There's not a whole lot about this I would change if you're going to adapt it. I mean, it's 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 fairly I don't want to say straightforward, but I mean, it's there's not a lot of about it that feels particularly other than Robin's costume. Nothing about it feels particularly dated or anything like that. I mean, you can set this in modern times, and I think it would still work just as well, honestly. So, oh yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Well, let's get into who you've got. We're, we 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 aren't going to cast like every character, but like who were who were the casting you the voice cast you picked for the ones sure. you thought were important. All right, so I picked. I'm going to go least important to most important. Sure. Uh, for Joker, I picked James Spader. I just thought to kind of give Joker a little weird creepiness. Sure. Um, Ratface, who is kind of the lieutenant in the cult that brings Batman in and trains him and then it goes on some random mission that causes Batman to get free. Uh, I would, I cast John Leguizamo. Um, oh yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. I like John. I cast Alfred and then had a moment. I was like, is he even in this? He's in know. it like, like a little, yeah. a little. Okay. I cast Rowan Atkinson. As sure. Why not? <laughs> There's something about like when he doesn't do the Mr. Bean thing, like him in love actually, where he just has this condescending thing that I think would totally work for Alfred the way he deals with Batman sometimes. I like Rowan Atkinson a lot. So, and yeah, go for it. (laughs) Yeah. James Gordon, I cast Ty Burrell. He was in Modern Family. Oh, ooh, I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. I just—I don't know why it hit me. I was like, no, that's so cool. Okay, he's, um, got, a good, he's got a good voice for it. Yeah. Ty, uh, Deacon Blackfire, I cast 
Dan Fogler. Um, he played, really? Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola in the 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 offer or whatever that's called. Um, yeah, he was in some of the other things. Like I listened to him on a podcast, and I was like, that would be cool. Because the thing that about Deacon Blackfire and any of these kind of weird religious things is like, as far as this is concerned, is like they have to be charismatic they have to be likable you have to be willing to follow this thing and then you uh, just don't realize how left turn it goes because you're all in so having somebody who's nice and and cool and not like you know deacon blackfire is not you know no one who's going to be you know mustache twirling evil are you going to buy into their yeah their propaganda um, and by the way, guys, once again, this is voice cast. <laughs> We're talking yeah, voice cast. Voice cast. Dan Fogler in live action is not playing Deacon Blackfire. <laughs> no, I would. I would do Jason Momoa. <laughs> sure. Actually, no, that's not bad. <laughs> um, Robin, Jason, Todd. I cast Aiden, Aiden Gallagher from the Umbrella Academy. He plays five. Still haven't seen that. Still need to watch that show. I can't suggest it, but he's great in it. Um, I didn't particularly care for it. I haven't gone. A lot back of people to seem show. to love it. I never read the comics, and so, um, but I've been hearing the show. People, I, people like the show. So, uh, we'll talk later about what I hate about the show because okay. <laughs> it's it's pretty long. Um, but he just has this. He's great. He's a Disney kid, and mm. in the show, he basically plays a time traveler, but he is somehow like is fifty and goes back in time to his younger body. So even though the kid playing him is like 16, 15, 16, he's this 40 year old man inside. And this act, this dude's acting is just supreme. Oh, he nice. just plays this weird, like, I don't care what you say. We have to do these things. And I think Jason Todd being the condescending kind of not giving a crap about what it's being told to him would be fun. And then um, for my Batman Bruce Wayne, I cast Gabriel Macht, who is the one of the leads in Suits. I still I haven't watched Suits, so I've watched a couple episodes. He like every time I watch him, I'm like, oh look, Bruce Wayne is a lawyer. <laughs> um, I'm looking at him right now. Oh, this guy. Okay, yeah, I think I he played the spirit. Uh, he he was the guy who played the spirit. Yeah, I yeah, hate that movie. That movie. That movie. Sucks. <laughs> I never bothered. I knew it was gonna suck. But... I went, it was like it was like I was like on a double date or something like that, and we were looking for something just different to go see. It was all of us like let's go find let's go watch something weird, and we all loved Sin City, so we were <laughs> like, oh well, it's it. oh man, the spirit is bad. Yeah, I, I kind of knew that, but he, if you go watch any of the clips from Suits, you you can just see like yeah, no, this guy it's... would. I see a lot of suits clips pop up on like TikTok, so uh, yeah, I'm sure I've probably seen a few. I rec I recognize the guy though. Yeah, so I think voice wise, he would be a perfect Bruce right Wayne, Batman kind of thing. So that's, there you go. That's my cast. It's and and now that we we're going towards a new reboot of yeah. the animated stuff after that horrible Dark Justice League Apocalypse War fiasco. Let's uh, lean into oh, some the animated of this. stuff. Yeah, now that we're in the world of where they got like Jensen Ackles, who I still think yeah. is probably going to end up being him in live action. Um, <sighs> him or Gyllenhaal, I think it's going to come down to him or Gyllenhaal. I really do. But also, um, I don't know who the guy playing Superman is, so I could be totally wrong. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I want to see. I want to see what happens. I think around Aqua, quote unquote, Aquaman releasing is when we'll I'm get a little more about. <laughs> 
Yeah, that movie's not coming <laughs> out. <laughs> Back and forth on it. Well, I, I think I think when I think when Blue Beetle comes out, we'll we'll know some. Well, honestly, there's no way we're gonna know until this writer strike over. Let me put it that way. We're not gonna know who Batman is till the writer strike is over. Because there's because they there there there's no script for that movie. There's none. Yeah. Anyway, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> I, no, I, not not in a million years. What what I believe they already have a script written. Uh, they just picked a director. Anyway, um, yeah, man. Anything. Uh, Batman the Cult. Great. It was one of the first things we talked about when we started doing this show. And I remember you sent it to me, and I was like, ah, what the hell is this? And then I finished it. I was like, oh, this rules. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's really really good. It's very very good. Um cool um i picked i was torn between a few do we want to do do honorable mentions at the end or um i mean i don't have any but i could make up one (laughs) i was i was was torn between a few uh the one i was gonna do initially was batman ego um okay because it's it's an it's it's a cool story it's a cool just collection of stories kind of like how they had like the batman gotham knight uh uh anime uh anthology which was which was kind of cool um, you could do one of those. I also thought about doing Batman Gothic because it's it's just it's just a cool, creepy story, and you can do you, it features Lucifer. So I was like, oh, you can get Tom Ellis to like voice Lucifer for like five minutes, uh, which would have been neat. But uh, the one I ended up settling on because I was uh, flipping through, I was just looking through my um, some of my long boxes, like it just stuff that I've collected over the years, and I came across my I collected almost all of Nightwing Cataclysm. And then I remembered, oh, this is part of a bigger story. So my idea was let's adapt Batman Contagion, but let's also include um, uh, uh, what you call a uh, Batman Legacy, Batman Cataclysm, and Batman No Man's Land. Let's adopt that whole four-part story. Okay. Okay. Into a feature because that is some excellent, like, yeah batman being you talk about batman being pushed to the limit like batman's having to basically stop gotham from being wiped out off the face of the earth and you get a really cool collection of characters that you can play with across this entire this entire uh arc because this is because this this is over a lot like you'd have to do a lot of pruning or maybe do multiple movies because Batman Contagion runs over, I think, like fifteen like issues or seven different titles. I mean, it's yeah, it, that's and that's kind of the, what's kind of cool about it is because it features so many. So that's why, like, I haven't mentioned who the writer is because this takes place over several different titles that all this is this was a big crossover thing in the '90s they did. So it's a lot of different writers. So I'm I don't have like one one of the big ones uh, was. Um, Chuck Dixon was kind of had his hand in a lot of it. I think he was kind of like the supervising writer for all of this. Um, but it's it's a it's all it's a ton of different writers. Like No Man's Land, I think has like twelve different writers uh, credited on it because of all the different titles that tie into it. But it's it's basically it's the idea of like what if a plague hit Gotham and then all hell broke loose from there to the point where Gotham like gets hit with a massive earthquake. Um, I think it was like a 8.5 earthquake or something like that. Um, and it just takes decimates. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's a really interesting story where you can really see Gotham in the entire Batman and the entire Bat family really pushed 
to the limit. Um, the Nightwing run in the comics as well is interesting because in that one, basically Batman's kind of disappeared because of everything. Like they don't know where he is and like technology doesn't work. Everything They're all just kind of trying to figure out how to survive while yeah. also dealing with like the riots and the, the rogues that have kind of started to take advantage of everything. It's, it's a really interesting um, um, chaotic set of stories um, that would, like I said, would cover Batman contagion, Batman legacy, Batman cataclysm and Batman, no man's land. I think you could either do each one as its own movie, combine them all into one and, and short some stuff where you need to, there's a lot you could really you could really do a lot with it as far as adapting it to animated, but I think overall, if we're gonna adapt something that's different, I think this is this is right up there. Yes, and especially like like you're saying, the random characters. I mean, like you get the the weird cops that go against Batman, yeah. lockup who shows up and does random crap. Asriel's a big part of this. I'm not a big Asriel fan, but I like Asriel's involvement in this. Um, the the quote unquote new Green Arrow at the time is Green Arrow running around. Oh yeah. So you know you've got all kinds uh, of stuff. Huntress is involved. Catwoman's yeah. involved. Bane and Ra's al Ghul are involved. Batgirl, Oracle, whatever you want. Yeah, call yeah. It yeah. Cassandra Kane, Batgirl, and Oracle are involved. Tim Drake's Robin, Nightwing, um. I'm probably forgetting a few. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's everybody. It's everybody. I mean, it's yeah. This is this is. It's it's it was a huge event. Like this is this is pre, you know, this is this is '96 when this is hitting. So this was a big DC Batman universe crossover like event with all the because it crosses over with like Shadow of the Bat and Detective Comics, Asriel, Catwoman um the huntress i mean nightwing obviously there was a it was a lot of crossovers the the uh the batman bane story arc is involved in this um i don't think it involves nightfall no no that's different nightfalls when batman gets his back broken right i'm trying to remember if this if that's somehow looped in but i don't think it is no no this is like years after that okay I don't know. Night, all, night, the, night falls the 90s, like 90. 90s all run together for me because yeah. I was a kid. So yeah, night falls like 91, 92. Is it that then, early? Really? Yeah, yeah. Because I was okay. still in high school at the time. Okay. And then um, the the contagion and all that. That's like later 90s. Yeah, that, yeah. Contagion is 96. Um, it's it's kind of weird to think about. Like, oh yeah, because I remember reading that at this place, and that was about this time. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 computer store I used to work at in my early 20s. A Barnes and Nobles was built next door to it. So mm. on my lunch breaks, I would go over there and read all the graphic novels. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Nice. So because I didn't have any money, I couldn't buy comics at the time. <laughs> ah. But no, it's I mean it's a like this is where you start getting into like we've done everything we can with Batman. What's something different? Oh, let's destroy Gotham and watch yeah. him try and put it back together. Because if there's one thing Batman cannot protect Gotham from, it is a natural disaster. Yeah. There's only, there's just, like, because I think at one point they mentioned that, like, all of, like, Batman slash Bruce Wayne's, like, built, like, Wayne Manor are, like, able to sustain, like, a like a 7.2 earthquake, and this is, like, an 8.5. Yeah. So it's, like, it's, it's like he couldn't even fathom 
again, there's only so much you can do to protect from an earthquake. Eventually, it's it's just gonna hit you. Yeah. So, so no, no. I, so, so this is perfect. Yeah. Let me. Okay. Let me ask you this: What would, yeah. what is something big you would change, or is there something you would change in this story? Um. Honestly, it would probably just be how if 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 we're gonna adapt this for um for animated, I think the biggest thing is you would just have to cut out a lot of fluff. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of extra because it crosses over with so many stories. So you'd have to pick what you're going to focus on. And I think that would come down to what you, if you were going to make it a four part, if you were going to make it one, if you're going to make it two, it would depend on that. Yeah. I would almost say like you do, it's, it's three or four movies and you even do like a, you know, this is what Nike do a Nightwing separate DVD that he was dealing with. If you're doing it as a, if you do it in with each, with each run getting its own movie, then you can do a lot more because you have yeah. room to breathe. If you're trying to condense it down into one, then congratulations, all you extra characters, you're all getting cut. <laughs> like, yeah. That well, would be that, that story of Nightwing having to take over the prison again is fantastic. Yes, it is. Yeah. Honestly, if, if if there was if if you had to if you there was something you absolutely had to keep, it would be the Batman and Nightwing aspects of it because like the Catwoman stuff is is interesting. Doesn't really need to be. It's it's. I hate saying that, but it doesn't need to be in there. It's it's hard. To, but again, it would all come down to how you wanted to adapt it. I'm I'm gonna operate under the assumption that we're adapting each one as its own and just do a four part story. Kind of like how they did like Dark Knight Returns Part One and Two or Long Halloween yeah. Part One and Two. Just do them. Just do them. Just do all four parts. That's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I think that's perfect. All right. So, all right. So I cast four characters. I cast Bane, Razal Ghul, Nightwing, and Batman. Okay. Do it. Um, so Razal Ghul, I cast voice cast. Uh, Fawad. I'm probably gonna mess with the name. Fawad Khan, um, who was in Ms. Marvel. He played her great grandfather in the past in Pakistan. Um, okay. Yes. He is he is big, big in Pakistan. Um, Ms. Marvel is the only American thing he's worked on. Yeah. Um, he's also a big music star, but he has got a great voice. He's got an excellent voice. He's so in Ms. in this in the episode of Ms. Marvel, he's in because his whole point of the episode is to be this 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 charming guy who charms the shit out of her grandmother and, and gets her to marry him and and but also is facing these trials during doing during partition and um you get a, so with Raz al Ghul you need someone who can be kind of that charmer that that snake oil salesman uh type person who also you put him in the wrong you put him in the wrong position and he can rage hard and 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 I was really taken by this guy's performance in Ms. Marvel I was shocked to realize to, to find out that was the only american property he's worked on but it's not shocking that he is huge yeah over in pakistan so um i hope he gets more work uh in bigger things but he he i was he does not have a lot of screen time in that episode of ms marvel but i was very taken with his performance and so when i was like i'm gonna cast rosal ghoul my first thought was who was the guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah who was that guy who's bane uh, uh, Bane, I'm going old school. Carlos Alazraki. Can I refresh? Who's he? Carlos Alazraki is um well, he was on Reno 911. Uh, he was Garcia. He has been doing a lot of voice acting over the years, um, including he was the voice of Bane 
in um um uh, what the hell uh in uh the uh justice league doom okay oh yeah 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 okay yeah. cool 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 um i like him a lot i really like carlos alzaraki i think he's a stellar I mean, he, he this is a guy who he's he's got i think more voice acting credits than mark hamill honest to god totally um, i mean it's a lot uh, especially for uh, like kids cartoons and stuff like that. Like he did stuff for uh, like fairly odd parents. Um, there was, he had a short lived show that he was one of the leads on. Um, it was called LT gray on Nickelodeon. Um, he did stuff with Hey Arnold, SpongeBob SquarePants. I mean, this is a guy who has been in a lot. He was the Taco Bell Chihuahua dog. <laughs> the the, the, the Yokira Taco Bell Chihuahua. That was him. Yokira Taco Bell. A lot of yes. folks don't know that, uh, but it's also the same guy who I said he was Officer Garcia in Reno 911, and he is hilarious. He's a great comedian as well. Uh, so he's my bane. Uh, for Nightwing, I picked Joe Keery, who plays Steve on Stranger Things. I have no problem with that. That sounds cool. I like that guy. Yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, I, I, did, I just did a rewatch of Stranger Things not too long ago, and I was like, he'd be a good Nightwing. And then for Batman... um. I don't know why I thought of this guy, but I think I was watching somebody talk about, but it's uh, Ralph Innocent from Game of Game of Thrones. He plays Cleftjaw in Game of Thrones, who is one of the Iron Islands people, and he was uh, in that movie, The Green Knight. Nope. Okay. He has got a crazy good voice. He's got a very good, deep, uh, velvety slash kind of velvet and gravel uh, mixed together. Um, he's got a great intimidating voice. So uh, I... I think if he if he can get the accent right because he's i think he's irish if he can figure out the accent i think he's got a great <laughs> voice um uh for 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 batman i'd like to see that a lot cool no i yeah. yes <laughs> yeah it's a great story it's great it, it, uh contagion legacy cataclysm and no man's land um, I, I, I was curious to see if maybe they had, somebody had collected all of those into one collection, but then I realized that would be a thick book. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, cause this is this again, like this ties in with like shadow of the bat, which is, a, which is an excellent, excellent yes. Batman series. We did, uh, the, we, which one did we talk about with them? The last Arkham was last Arkham the, the first six, first yeah. four or six issues of the shadow of the bat comic yeah so we're 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 in that we're in that realm yeah i just it's 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 a cool story it's it's not anything close to what's been what's been done anywhere um in any stretch of the imagination with with batman live action animation or otherwise so i think it would be just, again kind of like with the cult of like the idea of batman being pushed to the limit in a way that he couldn't possibly prepare for which is yeah. a natural disaster <laughs> exactly so. no i think it's it, it like i said like i was reading nightwing at the time i enjoyed that part of it i think i read some of the other stuff it was very N cool nightwing cataclysm is excellent nightwing yes. cataclysm is very good that's when you they finally after like two decades re-engage the the batgirl nightwing romance yeah because this is going on at the same time that him and huntress were having a thing right after it's right after or right after yeah because I, I i collected a bunch of those too the nightwing huntress run um yeah because nightwing was, Hun like huntress okay. is that yeah huntress is that girl that like well i shouldn't say <laughs> <laughs> 
she's just huntress is the character that is just there huntress is a character on her own is awesome when they start using her to shake up the bat family i'm not into it well and i thought like her and nightwing being together at the time of what night who nightwing was i was like no that that's kind of because he again he's still not in the bat family yet yeah he's still been he's still this like he's he's pulled himself away he's in a different city he gets mad he gets more annoyed when batman shows up than happy to see him yeah so because, because when batman shows up it's always just stay away from huntress stay away from huntress. and so it's almost like he's hooking up with huntress just to piss off batman and i was like ah, i'm not into this <laughs> yeah but then like i think it's funny because later on it's like that whole like you, you you can't stay away from her you want to but you can't you and just then can't and then, you know, when they finally re-engage, because he is at this time, like he and Batgirl are not a thing. No. So when they re-engage that, I'm like, thank God, like this really needed to be where he's at. Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon are the Ross and Rachel of the DC universe. They have to be together. It's, it's, yeah. it's they they simply have to be. They are made for each other. Uh that's why I'm I'm glad that in uh the the Tom King run, they are for all intents and purposes back together. Uh yeah, they're they're Tom Taylor, you mean. Tom Taylor, let's say Tom King. Yeah, Tom yeah, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was about to slap you. <laughs> uh, yes, totally different. <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah, I, I like that it's it's going that way. So it, it's, anyway, but yeah, it's it, it's a cool run. It's a cool read. Nightwing's rules. We all know I feel that way. So there we go. Very nice. Uh, obviously, we'd love to know if there are any you guys have. If you've got a, 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 a run that hasn't been adapted yet, you'd like to see. Uh, from Batman, please, you know, let us know. You can find us on Twitter at We Are the Batman. Uh, let us know how much you hate our decisions. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Mr. Mike Shea. You can find me at Twitter at Mr. J Ninja. That is going to do it for this week's episode of We Are the Batman. We will see you guys again next time. Same bat time, same bat podcast channel. Bye bye.